has been paid for by the New World Order. Listen up, you blind slap nut. If I can be serious for a minute. This is the Flex Network. <laughs> this is the Flex Network. Flex on them. Flex on everybody. The real reason I came here tonight is because we are live! We flex on of all of the ages we are back in the saddle again after a long long month off man the uh, old flex network wrestling you know area has sure turned up the heat a little bit in here after a little while but yes we are back we are live and in living color Back here on the airways for you all the time here. It is the snowman. I'm back. It's been a while, guys. I mean, it's been a while. Man. A lot of things have been going on in the world of wrestling. And while we have not been on here talking about it, your boy's been keeping an eye on it. A small, you know, an eye. You know, keeping an eye on the world. On the world of professional wrestling. And to say the least. What in the blue hell. Has been going on. Uh, literally. I don't know what has been happening. That would make any sense. To say the least. To say to a sane person. That this was okay. To do. I mean, I just don't know how things could go so crazy, so bonkers in a month that we've been off. I mean, the last time we were on here, we were, what, talking about WrestleMania Backlash? And then in a span of a month, or we literally, I think we're on the road to uh, WrestleMania Backlash, and in the span of a month... We've had a lot of people fired. We've had a cha world champion had to vacate his world title. And we'll get to that in a short little bit. And we've had great news of, P of WWE and AEW hitting the road again. So, like I've said, a lot of things have been happening here in the last month. And we just got to get our heads around everything, I mean. Just being crazy, just so crazy around here. But let's get out of this hell for a moment. Literally, let's just get out of this hell uh, to say, oh, actually, you know what? Let's switch things up. And boom. All right, we're a little bit more clear now. But let's get back to our regularly scheduled set. Shabang. All right, we're back to our normal set. But in a month, what can go wrong? 
Let's count the ways, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, let's go back. Let's start with some positives. WWE and AEW are going back on the road again. Great. I applaud. That's fine. We're getting to the end of the road for this whole pandemic. And again, I know I'm, I keep saying this out here with the pandemic, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel. Hope it gets to the end. The light's there. We could see the end of the tunnel. Okay, some things are coming back to normal. Crowds are coming back. I mean, we just saw at Double or Nothing at Daly's Place, full packed house, enjoying themselves with passion and enthusiasm of what we've been missing as wrestling fans. Great, great action, live reaction. At a pay-per-view, or actually at a wrestling event. I mean, we saw it at WrestleMania, guys. We saw it at WrestleMania not that long ago on both nights in the, uh, what, last, you know, two months ago? We saw it. We saw passion back, and we, you know, granted it was at, what, half capacity, not even that, 25000 each night, so 50000 per night, or for both nights. And you could see, you could feel in the people there that they were happy to be back at the stadium, at the arena, to watch wrestling. And it proved even more at Double or Nothing. We're going to talk about that in a little bit, too. Because we haven't forgotten about what happened at Double or Nothing. We've been, we've been keeping an eye on. But it was a great event, guys. But now the announcement... That WWE is going back on the road starting in mid-June, uh, July. And the first pay-per-view outside of the Thunderdome, which, after you know, once they hit the road, Thunderdome, thank you for all of you've done. You know, we got to see, you know, have somewhat of a fan, you know, fans there. But now WWE is going to be heading back on the road going to different cities, mostly on the East Coast, you know, which sucks. The, the closest I think they get to the West Coast is what, San Diego for a, a, st a stint, maybe Phoenix, I think, maybe Denver. But yeah, they're not going to be hitting the West Coast, any you know, not even up to Washington, at least for a little bit, I would think. I would probably say that for maybe for a pay-per-view, pay maybe the Royal Rumble. Just saying, you know, we were supposed to get that before the pandemic, hopefully. That's what we were all hoping for, that we were going to get, you know, uh, T-Mobile was supposed to be the host site for the Royal Rumble on the road to WrestleMania in L.A. But now that the whole schedule's been changed up on that, with Dallas is up next, so... Maybe somewhere mid, somewhere East Coast is going to get the Rumble come January. I I would think I would actually save the Royal Rumble for uh, Seattle for next for two years from now when it's supposed to go to Hollywood for WrestleMania. But back on track. So Money in the Bank is going to be in July, eighteenth, uh, and Fort Worth, Texas. Uh. And it just can, uh, again, this also brings up another part for me on everything's changed in the last month. I mean, we found out that the first 
non-Thunderdome pay-per-view is going to be Money in the Bank next month. But they switched up the pay-per-view you know, order and they put Hell in a Cell this month. I mean, literally, we could feel the heat here at the Wrestling uh, Week in Review show that June 20th is going to be Hell in a Cell. I can understand maybe September being Hell in a Cell. They did it once. But the month of July? Why would you not want to put Hell in a Cell in October when you're going to be on the road? I mean, it's literally one of your best paper... I mean, one of your better pay-per-views. I mean, under the pretenses that it's Hell in a Cell. I mean, you cannot tell me that the Hell in a Cell is still popular. It's not, you know, popular than it is now. It's Hell in a Cell. I mean, it's one of your, your babies. I mean, if it was Elimination Chamber, that'd be a different story. Because that's a different feel. But it's Hell in a Cell, the devil's favorite playground, the devil's home. Where we had mankind thrown off the cell. Shawn Michaels incoming. Bloody mess. And that chair shot inside Hell in a Cell to Shawn Michaels just staggering and good night. The six-man Armageddon Hell in a Cell. Undertaker versus Randy Orton and Armageddon. That was uh, memorable. But Hell in a Cell should be something that the fans, you want to show the fans live and in person. Personally, just saying. I could think of, you know, maybe Money in the Bank could be, you know, put in July. I wouldn't mind Money in the Bank in July, especially if you're going to put down the road. Be that the first, uh, bring back the first crowds, you know, actual crowds, as you're traveling again, bring money in the bank back. That's great. But I would have kept everything the same as it was with the pay-per-view order. Because normally, if you're thinking about July, yeah, you got money in the bank, maybe Great American Bash in that aspect. October is a hell in a cell. Maybe, maybe even no mercy. And then, you know, I would pro have probably moved the September pay-per-view at least. At least move the September pay-per-view. Because they'll probably clash of champions. Again. And I would have put that in the Thunderdome at least in, one more time before we traveled. Just saying. But again, a lot of things changed in the WWE, or at least in the WWE for the scheduling. Hell in a Cell is coming up next month. We know two of the matches. We'll get to that in a little bit. But now, and also on AEW side for traveling, they're also going to be on the road starting July 7th. And they have already announced their next pay-per-view after, uh, while well, during uh, Double or Nothing. We're going to get... All out September 5th. It's Chi-Town, the Windy City. Chicago is coming back to where it all began for AEW in the Windy City. And I can't wait. That's going to be a blast in the month of September. Actually, September 5th is going to be great. Should be fun. 
and a blast. And let's just call it right now. I'm even going to call it right now. AEW is kicking the living crap out of WWE. In the one show a week that they have, compared to WWE's three that's on TV, AEW is kicking the crap out of WWE. It's kicking the crap out of Raw. It's kicking the crap out of SmackDown. And it is not necessarily beating the crap out of NXT, but it's on equal footing ground, with, at least with them, in an aspect of content. And especially after the last month, month or so of what WWE's been doing, releasing a ton of superstars. Just Wednesday, this past Wednesday, they released... Braun Strowman, Aleister Black, Lana, Ruby Riot, Buddy Murphy, and Santana Garrett. Or Garrett. Okay, Santana Garrett, Garrett, I'm not going to talk about that much. I mean, yeah, she's, she's a good wrestler, but didn't really see her that often. You know, she was down in NXT, I would, I would think. Okay. Ale, uh, Braun Strowman. Before the hate and everything gets completely thrown out there with this, What's being thrown out is that, of course, it's contract-related with him because he signed a five-year hitch, a million per year. And as popular as this, as Braun Strowman is, let's be honest, as popular as he is, I would think that WWE would want to renegotiate the contract. Maybe release him, talk to him again. It's like, hey, we just wanted to get, you know, we just wanted to, I mean, we didn't think about, you know, talking to you about, hey, let's restructure a contract. Let's, can we cut that? Can we save some money here, you know, between the, between us? Can we rework a, a contract here to where, you know, July, you know, once we get into July or actually maybe even August or September, we could start to rework, you know, your contract around maybe, more like a portion, you know, like increased portions of your of your shirts a part of your salary. And, you know, as you know, we get more on the road for the next couple years because I mean it was a five year deal in 2019 and we're twenty and we're what three years into the deal. So next two years maybe we could work out some where a lot of more of your money's coming from your t-shirts, your merchandise, you know, sale to where you know, we'll save some money on our end and you could still make your money. Can we work out some kind of contract with that? We're going to renegotiate that kind of deal. I can understand, you know, cutting brawn in that aspect of trying to save money to a point, to a small point, because Braun Strowman's popular. He's one of their top guys. I would bar none say one of their top guys. Even on Raw, one of their top guys. I mean, he just had one hell of a match at WrestleMania with Shane McMahon. And that crazy, you know, it's bonsai, see a Shane off the top of the steel cage after ripping through the cage and pulling him back in like a bat out of hell saying, get over here. <laughs> uh and then, of course, losing at WrestleMania, or not, uh, was it, you lose at WrestleMania Backlash? 
I want to say he lost the WrestleMania. Yeah, he lost the WrestleMania Backlash in the triple threat match for the WWE Championship. Again, it's been a while, guys. Been off. But still, I would have kept Braun Strowman. I would literally keep Braun Strowman. I don't care. Million dollars, whatever. Keep him. You cannot tell me that you cannot pay Braun Strowman another $2 million for the next two years of his contract. And then afterwards, renegotiate to maybe, hey, we want to work something out to cut a little bit. Cut a little bit. Cut a little bit. To a point. All right. Alistair Black. Oh, I'm going to go on a rant with this guy, ladies and gentlemen. This is a, a rant of the firings because this has been so stupid. Literally, for WWE right now, this is how bad WWE right now is. And it's still falling. Ladies and gentlemen, WWE is in serious trouble. And I don't know what can be done about it. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if there's a pill that they could take. I don't know if there's a drink that they can, you know, fluctuate. I don't know if there is somebody that could do something to save the ship. That is WWE right now. But Lord, it's getting it's getting bad, guys. And I know I have said this on past shows. You know, Many times I've said this in past shows. There is a high point in w- in WWE's last several years, many years. They always have a high going into WrestleMania. It goes low. Starts picking back up. At, you know, gets high back again at SummerSlam. Goes back down low. Survivor Series up again. Royal Rumble. Go you know, a little dip, and then Royal Rumble, and then it slowly comes down about. No way out, you know, you know, elimination chamber, then goes right back up for WrestleMania. Pandemic version right now? Since this whole pandemic started after you know, after elimination chamber in 20. Down WrestleMania, pick it up, and then back down. Okay, some good points, some SummerSlam. Okay, SummerSlam, we're gonna okay, some good points, and then shot back down. Survivor Series didn't help at all. Royal Rumble. Eh, a little bit of a pickup. Shot back down. And then the word of the the, the millennia. We're going to have fans at WrestleMania. Bing! Shot back up. And now back down. You know, WrestleMania backlash. We're coming down. The news of firings literally dropping off the cliff. And unfortunately for WWE, it is I don't know where in the world is is going to happen with these guys. I don't know. How, how these guys are going to save 
this ship. I mean, literally, they're all the only thing we're waiting on is Where's the kaboom? There was supposed to be an earth shattering kaboom. And we're getting close to it, unfortunately. But back to the ramp. Alistair Black. What what were they thinking? I mean, you guys just WWE brings them back. You know, they take them off TV, bring him back, start building this new, you know, this character, you know, Alistair Black and his new route. Building them up, building them up. Brought them back on TV for on the SmackDown to get into a program with Big E. Or at least to get into a program with the Intercontinental Championship. I could have seen that. I could have understood that. And then, a week later, bye. Gone. I got nothing on that. I, I literally feel bad for, you know, I not even feel bad. I feel sick. For Aleister Black. I mean, not only in the span of a year, your wife gets fired for policy changes in WWE of we're trying to collect control all the content, uh, online content you guys are doing. We want, you know, if you're a gamer, we want you to shut it down. And only do on our gaming channel right now because we're trying to get into Twitch. No. Shoot, I'm trying to only fan content stuff. And yeah, it just it just got worse. It's getting worse. And you know, after the you know, the tremendous time of you know losing have Zelina fired and now you're off TV and even saying, Hey, I want to go back to NXT. If you guys are not going to, uh, again, main roster's not doing it for me right now. I feel like I could do more NXT. Sorry, you're not going. You stay home. You stay home. And then you get called back. Say, hey, we got something for you. Okay, let's start doing promos. One week promo. Two week promo. Three week promo. Maybe four week of promos. And then come back. To impact, you know, moment, and then a week later, gone. Just completely, completely stupid. And unfortunately, Aleister Black was one of their great, was one of their better ones. I, unfortunately, I don't, I don't think he should have been ever released. I think he should be still under, you know, still working for WWE, even if it's at NXT. And NXT's been proving great wonders right now. And rejuvenating. Look at Finn Balor, rejuvenating his 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 role by leaps and bounds. Lana released. Um, as much as I want to throw hate on Lana, as much as I want to throw maybe some net, really some sh- you know shade at her to a point. For the fact that you know her wrestling was not as great as some of the others, the fact that she was just she you know she came in as a manager, at least you know in my view you know coming in as a manager for Rusev, uh, a gay Miro, and then not having the best matches, and then just getting put into really whole you know 
mismanaged bad segments Mary, you know divorcing rusev to go with bobby lashley which she ended up breaking up with um and then you know even bringing Liv morgan in you know that whole you know that situation you know trying to make trying to make chicken salad out of chicken shit essentially that's what lana was trying to do the entire time and i feel like she had her groove with Naomi as a tag team. Unfortunately, I, I really do think she had a groove with Naomi as a tag team. And I'm going to get to the Divas. You know, I'm not, sorry, not to the Divas. I'm going to get to the women's roster in a minute. I got s- stuff to say on that, too. But it's unfortunate Lana is now uh, gone from WWE. She's out. Uh, Ruby Riot. And here's that moment that I said that I was going to talk about with the women's roster. Ruby Riot gone from WWE. Uh, this is again another bad decision making in the world, and I don't feel like WWE has. I I don't even think it's WWE in general. I think it's Vince, or you know, I don't even. I'm not gonna say Hunter. I'm not gonna say Steph, because I feel like they would have at least said, you know what. We want to keep her, you know, we want to keep, you know, there's got to be something for her to do. And it, they had something for her to do. Right, Riot Squad with Liv. And it's been working. And I just don't understand why you would get rid of Riot Squad members. You know, Riot Squad. I mean, it, it just feels like bad decision making all around and uh, there's no understanding I mean this lady this woman literally comes back in you know from injury and is not really in the the title picture but isn't hopefully to get a tag team title picture with her best friend and it just seems like really bad timing and everything. It sucks. We lost Ruby Wright to firings. And the roster now for the women's the women's roster right now is looking scarce to where I feel like, especially on SmackDown, looking at the roster right now, Bailey. Bianca, Carmella, Liv, Natty, Sasha, and Tamina. And, uh, of course, Reckoning, a.k.a. Mia Yim. Okay? So you have two, four, six, eight. You have eight women on a roster. Okay? Bianca's your, your, your reigning world, your SmackDown wants women's champ. Natalia and Tamina are your tag team champions. There's three spots right there. Okay. Sasha, haven't seen since WrestleMania. Okay. We just got done with a ba- with a Bianca and Bailey situation. So there's two spots right there. There's two more spots. So you got five. I'm not even gonna count Sonya Deville because she's uh, as far as we know, she's an on-screen authority figure. So not right there. So you have 
three people as a rotating challenger for your women's championship. For your SmackDown Women's Championship. Because Natalia and Tamina right now are more focused on the Raw brand. At least right now. Because there's that's where the tag teams are. Unfortunately. And, be, and I feel like Bianca, unfortunately, has just gotten snake bit. A royally snake bit bad situation. Let's be honest. Okay. Unless Natalia and Tamina are going to somehow do rock, paper, scissors, a coin flip to decide, okay, you know, who wants, you know, which one of us wants to go after the SmackDown Women's Championship? There's only three people that can go for the SmackDown Women's Championship Bailey, Carmella, Liv. Oh, sorry, make that four with Mia, but we haven't seen her in a while. Okay, so you have three people. Three people to challenge Bianca Belair. And unfortunately, Bianca is snakebin to these three people. She is locked into these three people. Unless Natalia or Tamina wants, you know, wants to try to do a Bailey and Sasha from last year and see if they want to go and hold both the Raw and the SmackDown women's tag their SmackDown championships along with the tag team titles. I don't see it happening, unfortunately. Because Natalia and Tamina are more focused on the tag team aspect and holding down the tag team, the women's tag team titles, which right now I don't even think should be in existence, unfortunately. I, I'm sorry, Natalia and Tamina. As much as you've worked hard to get those tag team titles, I don't see a tag team division for the women. When you have three of, when you have Bailey. Carmella, I could see, okay, I could see those two as a tag team. They're they're friends. They they're they're former best friends. They're best friends. They could work. There's one one tag team on SmackDown. You had two with the the Riot Squad and Ruby and Liv. So you had two besides Tamina and Natalia who are on SmackDown. You had two others interchangeable right there. Tagged, you know, two teams on SmackDown. Raw. Okay, let's go the stacked Raw roster that they have. Bliss, Asuka, Becky, Charlotte, Dana. I'm not even going to count Eva Marie because we have not seen her. She's not has not wrestled. Not even going to go into that. Lacey, Mandy, Naomi, Nia, Nikki, Rhea, Shayna. One, two, three. Well, actually, Kavitz, actually, Kavitz, say Becky. Well, yeah, she's on the roster, but one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. You got twelve women. Let me double check my math. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah, twelve women. Rhea's your women's champion right now. So eleven women on that roster right now on Raw compared to the eight. Okay, take out Becky Lynch. She's out for maternity leave. Take out Lacey. She's out on maternity leave. So that leaves us with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine women. Nine women on Raw to the short amount of 
nine, two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine to eight. Or sorry, nine to seven, nine to seven. And I don't even know why I'm literally take out the women's champions, tag team champions and the women's champion. One, two, three, four, five, five women without tiles on SmackDown compared to nine on Raw without title. 10 with the title on Raw. Eight. Eight women on Raw on SmackDown. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve twelve to nine. What what are the odds? Literally, just the worst, worst odds. Okay, tag team wrestling for the women on Raw. Okay, obviously Jax and Baszler. There's one. Who else? Who else? I, I do not. I mean, it was Lacey and Mandy, but Lacey's out with maternity leave. She's out. Okay, you had Charlotte and Oscar, but nope, not anymore. Alexa Bliss. She's not. She was with Nikki Cross, but now they're. Now, Alexa's still off in, you know, world with Lily now. So, you have no tag teams on the Raw roster. I mean, you had Naomi and Lana, but Lana's now gone. So, what in the blue hell are you going to do? There, I do not, I mean, oh, oh, sorry, let me, let me rephrase that. Dana and Mandy, there's a tag team. There's one tag team. So you have two tag teams on Raw. Two tag teams and one, two, three, four, five, five people to challenge for the Raw women's title. And you got two, four people or two teams to challenge for the tag team titles. Not your best odds here. Did you create a functioning roster for, for titles over there? I seriously don't know what's going on. I keep saying this every week, too. The NXT is killing it. NXT women could kill. Literally kill. In competition, matches, and content compared to the Raw, Raw, Raw and SmackDown rosters right now. Eyes closed. Hands behind back. Couldn't even... Touch them. They're so good right now. With Candice LeRae, Andy Hartwell, Raquel Gonzalez, Mercedes Martinez, Shotzi, Tony, Zoe Stark, Casey Katzenero, Dakota Kai, Ember Moon. They can literally run, I mean, Raquel Gonzalez, they can run circles around the Raw and SmackDown women's division. Without even breaking a sweat or even trying. Even if SmackDown's women's division and Raw's women's division when it, were in a race. And they had a four-lap, four-mile lap. You know, mile lap per, or sorry, a four-mile 
you know, track, on a four-mile track, four laps, NXT would beat them without breaking a sweat. That's how confident I am in the NXT women's division than I am right now in the main roster's division. And it's scary. But good, and even with an eight torn AC or a torn ACL, Tegan Knox could kill it with a torn ACL. She could beat everyone on NX on the uh, SmackDown Raw women's rosters just for how much she's been doing. And it's unfortunate for the Raw and SmackDown brands right now it's just scary but moving back along because again i think i've had my rant with you know just on you know with losing ruby Riot and the state of the women's division on both rosters uh buddy murphy sucks for him too he did some great you know great content of course with seth uh i mean yeah of course the pace you know the constant repeat with the storyline with the mysterios you know for months on end and then it just transferred over SmackDown, okay? But he still had some great matches, guys. It was, it was great, especially with Alistair Black. It was great. But the fact that in a span, uh, you know, of course, Wednesday, and then, of course, you're losing, losing from April, Samoa Joe, Billy Kay, Ke- Chelsea Green, Mickey James, Tucker, Kalista, Wesley Blake, Bo Dallas, and Peyton Royce, in literally two months... I literally don't know why. Why this is happening. I mean, obviously, it can't be a money situation because obviously Peacock paid how much for the WWE Network? What was it? Uh, uh, One bill? Let me go back and check my notes from the last, you know, from the last uh, some on months. That it was that Peacock paid for what a bill for WWE Network? Trying to find in the you know, obviously, maybe 2020, maybe 21. Uh, have to check, you know, again, I have to check. Well, I remember last time. Yeah, let's see. Let's see how much it paid. Yeah, one billion, one bill, one billion to to buy WWE Networks, uh, to the, buy the WWE Network and put it on their site. One billion? You can't tell me that the release of these superstars was cost efficient. Can't do that. I wouldn't believe it that it was for cost related release release or these cost release reasons. Can't buy that. What else? Uh, save my, you know, we're trying to cut so we can probably get Brock Lesnar back. Okay. If you're trying to, you know, save some money, you know, cut that, cut some big contracts or cut, you know, try to cut some money down so you can try to get Brock Lesnar back. For what? A part-time contract that's worth buku bucks for him? 
that's only going to drive what? Maybe SummerSlam up an extra couple buys. Maybe Survivor Series. Maybe the Royal Rumble. Heck, maybe even WrestleMania or even Wrestle- during WrestleMania season, you know, for a quick little little bit and then back to normal. I don't buy it. Now, while Brock Lesnar, yes, I do believe is a, can be a good short-term draw, you got to put him with someone that's going to help the cause. If it's just to get Brock Lesnar back under WWE's banner, Waste of money. Brock Lesnar, yes, he could draw. But a short-term fix for a long-term problem ain't going to help, Jack. It's just going to make it worse because once Brock Lesnar leaves and he's going to want his money again to sign again for another contract, where are you going to go for the money? Uh, We're going to cut more talent. Wrong answer. Because now you're going to give, again, with these cuts, losing Braun, Alistair, Lana, Ruby, Buddy, Samoa Joe, Chelsea Green, Mickey James, Billy Kay, Kalisto, Peyton Royce, Bo Dallas. Where do you think all these wrestlers are going to go now? New Japan. Impact. AEW. You're giving them... More comp, you're giving yourself more competition, and as we saw with double with double or nothing, it's obviously working. And as obvious as it's going to be for once we get to Slammiversary for TNA, depending on what they're gonna, what their plan is for uh, Slammiversary coming up in what a month or so. What, we're what? Slammiversary's what? July, yeah. So next month, another Slammiversary again. And they're obviously hyping up bringing uh, Okada, No Limit, with Tenzo Naito and Yuri Tanahashi. I mean, again, it was in their promo for uh, Slammiversary. Samoa Joe, Mickey James, Chelsea Green, or a.k.a. Laura Van Ness, Okada. Naito, the great Muda, uh, flags with Mexico, Australia, Canada, uh, Mexico, maybe represent Kalisto, Australia, the Iconics, and someone else, uh, Bullet Club logo. So again, I don't, and maybe because Daniel Bryan's not signed, Daniel Bryan going to Impact. We don't know. Slammiversary is playing some big, playing up some big names here that they're trying to get or maybe have signed or would like to get and teasing, trying to get people to go over to, to Impact. But if they've already, you know, if they're signing them secretively and nothing's been said until night of, like, like what they did last time with the Good Brothers, when they left and then night of, Slammiversary, I think, what was it, Slammiversary last year? That they signed with TNA. Yeah. 
literally they had signed you know Gallows and Anderson. They announced they had signed two-year deals with uh, Impact Wrestling and will be at Slammiversary. So, literally, things could happen. And WWE right now is in serious, big-time trouble. And it's scary. For someone who has been a lifelong watching wrestling and watching WWE, and yes, watching WCW, and of course, you've seen, the, seen what the same mirror image of AEW right now, of right now kicking the living shit out of WWE. It is scary. Because again, if you remember your, your history, those who are failed to, you know, those who failed to learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Unfortunately, this time around, it looks like Turner Network has learned from its mistake, you know, especially with AEW, you know, with WCW against WWE. And right now, AEW is kicking the crap out of WWE. I would, I would say that, unfortunately. Um, all right, off of the bad, actually, well, there's one more little bad news part, but it's not with releases or anything, uh, it's with injury, uh, let's head on over to Japan for a quick more second, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling's world champion, Will Ospreay vacated the world title, um, after sustaining a neck injury, uh, after night two of wrestling, uh, Dong Tuku, uh, after defending his title against Shin Shingo Taiji, uh, he was supposed, uh, Will Ospreay was supposed to defend his title, the world title against, uh, Okada at Wrestling Grand Slam at the Tokyo Dome, at the Tokyo Dome, but due to the fact that, uh, this, there's a state of emergency going on in Tokyo, uh, Wrestling Grand, Wrestle Grand Slam has been postponed, uh, but then May 20th, uh, Osprey have vacated the world, the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship due to a neck injury, um, and then during the road to Wrestle Grand Slam, uh, both uh, Shingo Taiji and Okada challenge for the vacant title, and it's beneficial that at rest, sorry, at Dominion, we will have a IWGP World Heavyweight Championship between Okada and tag g for the vacant title and we're gonna oh actually let's just run down that card quickly before we talk about what else has been going on in the world wrestling uh jeff cobb and kota bushi will go one-on-one -on -one at dominion uh the iwgp junior heavyweight titles up for grabs el desperado the champ will take on yo in a six-man tag action we'll have los angel double Again, the name Butcher is back, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, the name of Butcher is a back. Uh, Los Ingo Double Ingro Ingo Bur Delete. Los Ingo Dibnables de Japan, Bushi Sonata, and Tenso Unido, that team, will take on Suzuki Gun of Duki. Uh, Doyuki, Tachi, Tachi, and Zack Sabre Jr. And, of course, in a 10-man tag team action, we'll have Tana, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Chaos uh, taking on a Bullet Club in a 10-man action. 
man. Again, name butcher is back. You know, when talking about you know New Japan Pro Wrestling guys, I'm back. <laughs> All right, let's get into what went down. Actually, last little bit. Uh, otherwise, news. Uh, NXT Takeover Dublin for uh, this month has been canceled. Unfortunately, it was supposed to take place on June twentieth, on Sunday, the June June twentieth, but it's a bit, unfortunately has been canceled which sucks. We've liked, love to have seen it. But let's talk about what went down at Double or Nothing this past week and full packed house at Darby's Place down there in Florida. For uh, God knows how long we've had, we've been waiting on this. We have had AEW's Double or Nothing. Uh, Pre-show in the buy-in, we had Serena Deb, or Serena Deb taking on Rio. Uh, NWA Women's Championship match. Uh, Deb defeats Rio with a submission re and retains the NWA Women's Championship. It was a good match. Good match. Uh, opening matchup for the buy-in at Double or Nothing. Opening contest, of course. Hangman Page taking on the machine, Brian Cage. Uh, this was a showstopper, literally, to kick off the show. Brian Cage, Hangman Page. Je or Brian Cage and Hangman Page just back and forth. At uh, one point, we thought Cage was going to get it, but of course, uh, thanks to his fellow members and Team Taz, causing distractions and miscues, you know, miscommunications, and more along the lines of Cage wanting to do him himself. Uh, Hangman Page hits the buckshot lariat, beats Brian Cage, and walks out the victor. A little trouble in paradise with... Uh, Team Taz right now with the F Worlds with the uh, FTW World Champs uh, and his buddies not on the same page. Uh, AEW World Tag Team Tiles up for grabs. Young Bucks taking on Mox and Eddie Kingston, and I've been loving what A Kings or what Kingston and Moxley have been doing, especially Moxley coming out to uh, Wild Thing now. The uh, the major league version, if you not the like the Trogs one, but the the heavy the the rocker version, which was awesome. Um, but it was even cool to see him come out to the Trogs version for his uh, IWGP US Heavyweight Title match on Dynamite. That was cool. That was real cool. Uh, but yeah, Young Bucks take on Mox and Kingston for the tag team titles. Great matchup. Thought Mox and A were gonna get it, but unfortunately. After severe amounts of V, you know, V triggers, tag team style, uh, to Mox, the Bucks pick up the victory, retain the tag team titles. Uh, the Casino Battle Royal winner gets a shot at the AEW World Champion, whether it be Omega, Cassidy, or Pac, uh, down the road. It was a great matchup, guys. Great battle royal right there. Uh, and out of everyone to come out of the, the last two, of course, we had Christian Cage and Jungle Boy. And Jungle Boy picking up the victory as your number one contender for the AEW World Championship. Uh, you will get a future shot down the line. Uh, Cody taking on Anthony Agogo. Uh, Cody, the American Nightmare or American Nightmare, American Dream, uh, picks up the victory in a great matchup right there. 
Uh, TNT title up for grabs. Miro, the best man, taking on Lance Archer. Awesome matchup between these two guys. Uh, Miro retains the TNT championship. Uh, AEW women's title up for grabs. Uh, Britt Baker taking on Haruka Shida as she defends her women's championship. Uh, and Britt Baker making Haruka Shida tap out uh, becoming your new AEW Women's Champion. Uh, and his first match in what? Six years? I would, you know, I would think off the top of my head, six years for the old uh, Stizinger. I would say, what, six years since Night of Champions? No, five years. Five years uh, since uh, his Clash of Champions uh, matchup. And he and Darby Allen taking on Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Uh, it was an awesome matchup. We got to see the old Stinger back in action, and he still looks as great as he uh, does. Sting and Darby Allen picking up the victory in a great tag team action match. Um, triple threat match or three way dance for the AEW World Championship. Kenny Omega, Orange Cassie, and Pac. This was awesome, guys. I loved every second of it. It was an awesome match. Uh, unfortunately for Cassie and Pac, Kenny Omega retains the belt collector. Still has his crown jewel, the AEW world title. And then, of course, the main event, Inner Circle, the Pinnacle, and Stadium Stampede. And if the Inner Circle had lost, they would be disbanded. This was a another crazy crazy matchup and I loved every second of this match it was awesome we got to see Conan make an appearance representing you know LAX for TNA right there TNA impact right there uh, during the bar scene with FTR and uh, Tully, Tully Blanchard right in there. You know, and, of course, the, the, the highlight of that one was the comment of, well, Tully Blanchard looks like he just came out of a bunkhouse brawl back in 19... I forgot the exact year they said, but looking like he was coming out of a bunkhouse brawl. Yeah, he did. He looked like he was out of a bunkhouse brawl match. Back then, the old WCW days, uh, the old NWA WCW days. That was it was, you know, awesome to w see that again. Uh, the golf cart chase again. The inner circle scaling down from the top of the jumbotron down there at Jacksonville, home of the Jags. And it was it was it was an awesome matchup, guys. Go back and rewatch it. It was awesome. Heck, you even got to see Erd Meyer in there get some, you know, get some air time in that matchup. Uh, in the office with Jericho throwing footballs and then hitting MJF with a computer upside the on the back. It was just, it was too good. 
But Inner Circle picks up the victory. Pinnacle lose. The Inner Circle is still alive in AEW. Can't wait to see what they're going to do. I mean, to say the least, Inner Circle and Pinnacle are tied. If you want to go at it, they're tied up. They got to have a third match between these guys. I mean, Inner Circle won Stadium Stampede. Pinnacle won Blind Guts, the the revamped uh, original war game style. What do you think they're going to do for an encore for a third match? I mean, you got to think the Pinnacle is going to want to do something, want to get a match, at, one more match out of these guys uh, at some point between now, you know, I would say within the next several weeks, maybe even a month or so. What do you think that they would want to put, you know, do with these, you know, what kind of match would you want to do with these guys? I mean, we did the stadium stampede. We finally got blood guts. But what else could, could you do for AEW? What could you do? Because, I mean, again, the next pay-per-view is not until All Out, not until September. And it's going to be down there in Chicago. So, I don't know what you could do between now and... I mean, it would have, probably have to be a special uh, impact, or sorry, a special dynamite you're going to have to do. Because, again, with the Inner Circle, losing in the Blunt Guts match at Blunt Guts and then winning at Stadium Stampede, what else could you do in AEW? I don't know. They're probably going to have to dig some, somewhere deep for this because that's, that's going to be very interesting, to say the least. Um, other big news of that pay-per-view of course mark henry signed with is now signed with aew another wwe hall of famer another wwe icon jumped the ship and is now on the opponent side of the world at aew uh and that one i didn't expect coming that one was a real shocker to see uh mark henry switch over and just yeah, that's all I'm gonna say with with a uh, with uh, Mark Henry switching over. All right, now that we talked about what went down at AEW, of course we can't really talk about what went down at AEW anymore because they're a Friday show now. We're sorry, they're Thursday. Yeah, they're a Friday. Well, they're now on Friday. They're on Fridays for the t- right for a little bit uh, because of the NBA playoffs going on, and then of course they're. Soon going to be moving on over to TBS, unfortunately, because Turner's going to be getting a little bit more action over there in the future. Hold one second. Ugh. All right. Uh, Raw this past week, or sorry, let's get it with SmackDown this past week. Uh, talk a little bit what went down on this show. Of course, Usos taking on Street Profits. Uh, 
and that one was okay. It was a good matchup, you guys. Uh, Usos picking up the victory. <sighs> and, of course, they have asked for a, for this coming week, uh, a SmackDown Tag Team title opportunity, which they have gotten against whoever wins the SmackDown Tag Team titles later in the show. Uh, Tamina and Natalia, of course, beat the Riot Squad the final time that they we would have seen them. Um, in tag team action. Uh, Bianca Belair defeats Carmella in one-on-one action. Kevin Owens taking on Apollo Crews in one-on-one action. Kevin Owens picks up the victory in the, via disqualification. Shinsuke Nakamura taking on Chad Gable. Uh, Shinsuke picking up the victory. And then, of course, main event for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Ray and Dominic defending against Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. Ray and Dominic retain their father and son dreams. Keep alive as they're still your SmackDown Tag Team t- champions. And are now going to be challenged by the Usos for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Monday Night Raw this past week saw Nikki Cross taking on Charlotte Flair in a beat the clock, clock challenge. Uh, the second one in the last two weeks against... Uh, the supposed uh, Hell in a Cell matchup opponents, uh, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair for the Raw Women's title, for the Raw Women's title at Hell in a Cell. And this brings up the question, should Nikki deserve to be a part of the Hell in a Cell uh, championship match? I mean, matchup at the championship match at Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. It's not in Hell in a Cell right now. Uh, yeah, I do believe that it should be a triple threat, but of course we just got done with a Raw Women's Championship triple threat, so I could possibly either see that on a, a triple threat on Raw or Rhea having, to, actually Charlotte having to defend her number one contender status against Nikki Cross. I could see that. Randy Orton taking on Xavier Woods in one-on-one action. Uh, Randy Orton beats Woods with Riddle's a bro down, uh, or bear, was it the bear Derricks or I was, I, again, I cannot think of the, the, the name. I cannot think of his signature move off the top of my head, but it's like the bro down or the I want to say it's the bro down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. It's gonna bother me if I got get this wrong. It's gonna bother me. Literally, I'm gonna hate myself. You know, I'm gonna hate, hate, <laughs> think it. It's gonna bother me now. Darn it. Do 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 do. Uh, do, 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 do. Yeah, I cannot find it. Meh, all right. It's going to bother me. Oh, Derek, bro, Derek. I was close. I was somewhat close. But yeah, bro, Derek. Yep. 
Randy Orton uses Bro Derek on Xavier Woods. Randy Orton picks up the victory. And I'm loving the RK Bro right now. I'm loving this tag team. I'm for you know, it I feel like that maybe they could pull pull off a tag team miracle and become tag team champions. I could I could see that. And being AJ Styles and Omos. I could see that. Give it to SummerSlam. I, I want to see what they do with the with this at SummerSlam. If they can keep the momentum. I want to see AJ, Omos, Orton, Riddle, SummerSlam. I want to see that. And, of course, we're going to find out when and, sorry, not when, but where SummerSlam is going to be this year. We'll find that out this coming weekend. I believe they're going to announce that during the horse races during this weekend. I want to say that, that there's going to be an announcement uh, this coming weekend during the horse, during the, uh, I want to say the Preakness or the Belmont this coming week and on NBC this weekend. And now, again, it's like trying to remember where they said that there was it was going to happen. The the location. Just trying to find that out for you guys. Like, I guess I remember seeing that, that they were going to make that announcement this weekend. Due to, you know, not really due to, but uh, make the announcement so they could get ticket sales started for uh, SummerSlam coming up. Uh, do, do, do. Come on. Where was it? I know it's in my notes somewhere. Uh, do, 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 do. Trying to find notes. Yeah, let's see. Uh, if I remember, yep. Uh, nope, not that one. Uh, that'd be the next one that I saw. Seriously, I cannot find where the heck it was. I swear I said it was going to be announced during, on NBC this weekend. But it's just one of those things where you can't, where you found it, but you can't find it again. Or you've seen it, but you can't find it. Which is like, ah, help me to help you. Help me to help you. Help me to help you. Kind of moments. 
Yeah, it's during the the Belmont. Sorry, I I did get it right. Uh, it will be announced during the Belmont uh, Stakes pre show pre race show. So it'll be announced sometime during that uh, race coming up this week. Uh, actually, on June this Saturday, guys. So be sure to be checking out the Belmont Stakes pre race show uh, for location of SummerSlam and then of course tickets for SummerSlam will go on sale Friday June 18th uh, rumor has it that it will be in Las Vegas down there at uh, Raider Nation's new home at Algae or at their new home And again, I, I would not be surprised if it is uh, going to be down there at in Vegas at Al Davis's new uh, home at Algent Stadium. But there are others, of course, uh, Hard Rock Stadium, Nissan Stadium in Tennessee, uh, Hard Rock Stadium down there in Miami, SoFi with, of course, the supposed home for WrestleMania, or actually the the future site for WrestleMania in two years that was supposed to take place this year. But, of course, uh, WrestleMania got a, or Tampa Bay got a redo, so they had to host this year while Dallas gets next year. Um, our NRG Stadium down there in Houston, MetLife uh, back up in New York to host something. So there's some six spots that are going to potentially host uh, some, this year's SummerSlam, but of course, we'll find out on Saturday during the Belmont Stakes pre-show, so check that out, guys. Um, Back to Raw. Uh, Reginald taking on Shayna Baszler, one-on-one -on -one action, some weird pyro coming up, distraction. Reginald picks up the victory over Shayna. Uh, Mason T-Bar taking on Lucha House Party. Mason T-Bar picking up the victory in tag team action. Ricochet challenging Sheamus in one-on-one -on -one action. Ricochet picks up the victory on the United States champion. Uh, Humberto Carlo gets a, gets a shot at Sheamus, and he also picks up the victory over Shame, Sheamus uh, in one-on-one -on -one action. Not for the U.S. title, of course, in both of those matches. Uh, Dana Brooke and Manny Rose taking on Naomi and the final time. Lana, uh, Dana Brooke and Manny Rose picking up the victory in the women's tag team action. Cedric Alexander taking on Shelton Benjamin in one-on-one -on -one action. Uh, Alexander picks up the victory over his former partner, Shelton Benjamin. Raw tag team tiles up for grabs as AJ Styles and Omos taking on e Elias and Jackson Riker. Uh, Styles and Omos retain their tag team titles. And then, of course, number one contender's opportunity rematch from the previous week. Uh, Drew McIntyre taking on Kofi Kingston. And, of course, winner will face Bobby Lashley at Hell in a Cell pay-per-view for the WWE Championship. Uh, if Lashley or MVP interfered in the match or even showed up at ringside, they would be have a 90-day suspension and Mr. Lashley would be stripped of the WWE Championship. Uh, great matchup, to say the least. Uh, everyone thinking we're going to get Kofi Kingston versus Bobby Lashley match, but of course, we're going to get another 
for the third time for the third pay per view in a row in some capacity. Drew McIntyre taking on Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship as Drew McIntyre picks up the victory over Kofi Kingston. That was Monday Night Raw. Uh, head on over to NXT. Uh, Pete Dunn, Johnny Gargano, and Kyle O'Reilly in a triple threat match to determine a number one contender for the NXT Championship at NXT TakeOver in your house. Uh, unfortunately, that great match opening matchup ended up in chaos and no contest as thanks to Mr. Adam Cole, baby, interfered and caused so much chaos that the match, I don't know why, but the match was stopped as Amber Moon just comes on out and even calls out Raquel Gonzalez when they all come back from break. And yeah, so match ends, ends in no contest. Uh, later in the night, Adam Cole wants a shot at the NXT championship. Doesn't get it, but he doesn't get the one-on-one opportunity. But thanks to Cross, he tells Regal, hey, I want them all. Give me Cole. Give me Riley. Give me Pete. And give me Johnny Wrestling. I want to whoop all four, four of their asses. So it will be a fatal five-way match at TakeOver in your house for the NXT Championship of the World. NXT Cruiserweight Championship up for grabs. Kushida in an open challenge gets challenged by Carmelo Hayes. And a great matchup, guys. A very great matchup uh, for Camilla, or Carmelo Hayes. Uh, but unfortunately, Kushida gets the better of him. Uh, an awesome Cruiserweight Championship match. Kushida retains his NXT Cruiserweight title. NXT Women's Tag Team titles up for grabs as Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell taking on Zoe Starks and Zadea Ramir. Uh, the way picking up the, the win and retaining their NXT Women's Tag Team titles along the way. <laughs> and then the NXT... Tag team titles for the men's side. MSK taking on Raul Men Mendoza and Jacqueline Wild as part of. Oh, shoot. No. I am now blanking on the tag team name. Oh, sorry. Uh, Escobar's crew. Uh, Legaro de Fantasma. Billy. That's what happens when you don't put in your notes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, in tag team action, great action between these guys. Uh, unfortunately for Legaro Del Fantasma, MSK picks up the victory and retains their NXT tag team titles. But we do have more matches announced for uh, NXT TakeOver In Your House. LA Knight will take on Cameron Grimes in one-on-one -on -one action. Zaya Lee will take on Mercedes Martinez. And in a one-on-one -on -one NXT Women's Championship opportunity, Raquel Gonzalez will challenge will be challenged by Ember Moon. And of course, the fatal fireway for the NXT Championship. Carrie Cross, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Pete Dunn, and Johnny Gargano for the NXT Championship of the World. That is takeover in your house. Uh that again, 
I cannot wait for NXT TakeOver in your house. It is going to be just two. I know I don't have the sound effect ready for you guys for that one, but <laughs> took a little bit and uh, me. Uh, that's going to be coming up in 10 days, June 13th from the Performance Center at the Capital Wrestling Arena. Or sorry, the Capital Wrestling Center. And this, I like it. This is going to be the first takeover in your house to air traditionally on pay-per-view since St. Valentine's Day Massacre in your house. So, uh, I mean, again, this is this is the second one. So it's nice to see that the In Your House brand is coming back strong. And it's looking good, guys, in the NXT universe. Uh, but, yeah, that is NXT. And of course, Hell in a Cell is going to be literally seven more days later. And, of course, we're going to get – we already have two matches on the books – Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre for the WWE title. And Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair for the Raw Women's title. No Hell in a Cells matches just yet, but I'm thinking we're probably going to get Cesaro versus Seth inside the cell. Wouldn't be surprised if Drew and Bobby go to hell too for this match for the WWE Championship, and we see it inside Hell in a Cell. Coming up, June. 20th but that is going to be it for me guys for the week and man have I missed this show um it has been a long 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 time since we've been together um let's see was there anything else I was supposed to plug hmm it's been a while <laughs> of course I know I got to do some house cleaning and some going to plug some stuff. But wait, in the month that I've been gone, hasn't there also been another announcement? Oh, yeah, there has been. Yes. If you've been watched, been paying attention to what's been going on here on the Flex Network, my good buddy, literally my good buddy, Miss the man himself, Flex Matt, is running his own shizzo coming up June 25th here in Everett, Washington at the Scuttlebutt Tap Room. And he's going to have a shizzo for you guys coming up June 25th on a Friday, guys. And man, oh man, does he have a shizzo for you guys? It I know I need to get probably need to get him on here for a little powwow to break down what is gonna be happening at this show. But again, I know I'm gonna have you know he's gonna have to come out here and plug some matches for you guys, but I'm gonna run down what we have so well, I've seen so far uh, that he's going to have, but I'm sure he'll have more matches for you guys to announce for this event. 
as we're going to, we already have one match in the books right now. Uh, Lucas Riley taking on Nick Wayne. And of course, that matchup is brought to you by Without a Cause, our brothers here also in Everett, Washington. Uh, the event, Scuttlebutt Spot Fest 1, the beginning. Tickets have been on sale, guys. I don't know if they're still on, but I'm pretty sure that they're still on sale. Hope you guys can go to it. It is going to be awesome. June 25th, undercards at 7 o'clock, main cards at 8 o'clock. You can get your tickets at www.brainbusterticks.com. Make sure you guys go and get some ticks. Come on down to the show. It's going to be awesome. That was the wrestling plug for this, but let's get back to the let's get back on the other side for our other for our all of our other accounts because of course football season starting to get back into the swing of things. We're getting we just got done with the NFL draft. That means we're that much closer to the NFL season beginning. So of course we're gonna we're also gonna be talking about fantasy football guys that's coming back into the into the fold once we get nfl season started but of course everything you can find you can follow us at the flex network one for your football and fantasy football needs on twitter you can follow us for your mma and ufc fix at mma evergreen and of course you you should be following us here at FlexNet underscore pw elite for all of your wrestling content. And of course, our YouTube pages, just search Flex Network for your football and fantasy football content. And of course, search Flex Network Wrestling for that wrestling content. And of course, you can find us on Facebook as well, the Flex Network. You can find us pretty much anywhere. And of course, our podcast. You should be, if you guys love what you're listening to here on our shows and you want to take us on the road with us, we are on all those podcasts, ladies and gentlemen. We are on Apple. We are on Spotify. We are on all the major ones. But if we're not somewhere where you listen to podcasts, let us know. We'll get on that and we'll get to that place and we will flex on them and we'll bring the content to you there also. But that is going to be it for me, guys. I know last time I said, oh, yeah, well, I'll see you guys next week. And then four, and then I'm back for almost four weeks later. Well, I can actually say this time, I will be back next week <laughs> with another show. Uh, as we inch closer to take over in your house, Hell in a Cell is on the horizon. And boy, oh boy, we got more. Great things coming up on the horizon for you guys here on the Flex Network Wrestling Show. But that's going to be it for me. I am the snowman, and I will see you guys next week. Peace. Outta. Bye.
You got some fellow Canadians. But when you're from Calgary. Where's that? Alberta, Canada. A one-way first class ticket to Larryland. What is it with you folks coming to Florida? Stay in your own country. This is the Flex Network. <laughs> this is the Flex Network. Flex on them. Flex on everybody. The preceding announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. Well, you're welcome, Jurassic Slapass.